Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the Cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 102-99 win over the New Orleans Pelicans. The Hawks get a nice performance from Trey Young. John Collins does his good work, getting multiple lobs and alley-oops from DeLon Wright and Trey Young. And the Hawks get a big win in the Big Easy as they start a three-game road trip. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks could not have started this game off in a more poor fashion. Trey Young had a nice first quarter, scoring nine first quarter points, but the Hawks would fall down behind 19-33 to at the end of the first quarter, and it was just a showing of offensive futility in that first quarter. The Hawks couldn't get anything going outside the paint. They wouldn't hit their first three-pointer until the second quarter, and the Hawks shot a cool 29% from the field in that first quarter. They had two assists to four turnovers, and it was just a really poor, poor offensive execution from the Hawks in that first quarter. And the Pelicans taking advantage of building a lead. The Pelicans got some nice performances in this game from both Brandon Ingram and the newly acquired Devontae Graham. And they were able to use that to build a lead in the first quarter. They would shoot 56% from the field, 44% from three. And they had seven assists to just one turnover in that period. And it's really why the uh, Pelicans were able to build a lead. They had a 15-2 run, and the Hawks would answer that in the second period with a 13-4 run of their own. Uh, John Collins was able to play with the second unit, and DeLon Wright in particular helped the Hawks' second unit get back into the game. And Hawks would fight back. They would score 34 points in the second period um, and only be down six at halftime. They were down 53-59, to and it, it would only be a three-point game if – Devontae Graham hadn't hit a three right at the buzzer of halftime to help push that lead to six. But by the end of the first half, the Hawks were right back in this game. And after it looked like this might this game might be over very early on, it was very good to see the Hawks kind of clamp down on defense, do a good job of getting back into this game and ha- really relying on that second unit to get back in and um, really close the gap and give the Hawks a chance in the second half. Now, to start the second half, the Hawks would go on a little run, and they would take their first lead um, in the third quarter. They w- It would come on a trade, uh, John Collins' uh, alley-oop, where uh, the Hawks would take a 64-63 to lead. As we talked about in a couple earlier games, a lot of the teams are looking for that lob, and this was one that did not come from Trey driving to the basket and finding JC there. This was actually Trey was out on the perimeter and he was able to find a cutting John Collins going to the basket and get him the ball where JC was able to throw it down. Now, as I said in kind of the intro, um, DeLon Wright and Trey Young were able to find John Collins going to the basket. John Collins was very active going to the basket. He didn't hit any three pointers in this game, but JC was eight of 11 from the field. He only attempted one three-pointer, but finished the game with 16 points. The Hawks absolutely owned the glass. They out-rebounded New Orleans 55-44, to and 21 of those 55 rebounds were offensive. And being able to get second-chance opportunities and um, have extra possessions generated from those offensive uh, rebounds was huge for the Hawks. Again, John Collins had seven of those offensive rebounds. He was just a maniac. On the offensive glass, the Pelicans really don't have very good rebounders outside of Jonas Valanciunas, and John Collins was just really able to take advantage. And again, it was really cool to see DeLon Wright start really rolling 
Um, he has taken a few games to get going, and he really had a huge part of keeping the Hawks in the game in the first half, getting John Collins going, and John Collins would finish this game along with those uh, 16 points, 12 rebounds. He had four assists. He did have four fouls. JC continues to get in foul trouble. It's been funny to see with the new um, changes and emphases, emphasis from the officials on uh, on fouls and how it, a lot of it is focusing on not giving offensive players uh, the foul call if they run into a guy or if they kind of bait a defender into getting him. John Collins has somehow gotten the short end of the stick and has gotten into foul trouble seemingly all four of these first four games, and he would end the game with four fouls. But he was able to play 25 minutes, get those 16 points, 12 rebounds, and finish the game with a team high plus 15 in the plus minus stat, which can be very volatile. But I thought John Collins really did a nice job in this game. He had a huge putback in the fourth quarter. After this game got tight, the Hawks built a little bit of lead in the third quarter, getting it all the way up to seven points. But the Pelicans would not go away. Um, combined with some really big shot making from both Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham again. Devontae hit one three in particular where he was really well defended out on the perimeter, did a little uh, spin on his pivot foot, was able to kind of get leaning toward the basket and heave up a shot at the end of the buzzer, and miraculously it went in. That that would be his second buzzer beater of the game after the one right at the end of the first half. But um after the Hawks built that seven-point lead in the third quarter, this was a game that went back and forth, and the Hawks were able to get a little bit of a lead um, at the end of the fourth quarter. Trey Young tried to ice it with a dagger three-pointer. He missed his shot, but no one boxed out John Collins, and John Collins threw down a huge dunk to put the Hawks up 100-98 to and ultimately really uh, provide the difference in this game. The Pelicans would hit a free throw, um, and have an opportunity to take the lead with Brandon Ingram getting the ball with about eight seconds to go. DeAndre Hunter did a nice job of defense on him. John Collins was able to help off, but uh, Brandon Ingram took a really tough shot over DeAndre Hunter. It did not go in. The Hawks were able to secure the rebound with a, a second left, and the game was not over at that point. Uh, the Hawks called timeout, get a play set up, and the play was to get Trey running back into the backcourt, and Danilo Gallinari would, would make the pass to him. And the pass was not great. Trey Young was able to go run down the ball, but it looks like for a second uh, the Pelicans might be able to scoop up the ball and get a win. But Trey Young got the uh, pass, was fouled immediately, hit his two free throws, and ultimately uh, would the Hawks would win the game at 102-99. to But um, there's a little late dramatics. Of course, in any uh, Atlanta sporting event, there seems to be some drama, but uh, the Hawks made it out of New Orleans with a big win, and John Collins was a big part of that. Um, again, I thought DeLon Wright off the bench was spectacular. He only played 12 minutes, but he was 3 of 5 from the field, 1 of 1 on his three-pointers. I think that's his first three that he's hit as a Hawk, and it was really nice to see him continue to get that shot up. He shot over 40% from three-point line, last year and he is a solid shooter so again it's good to see him now that have that confidence he finished the game with three assists to go along with five rebounds he also had three offensive boards so everyone was getting involved with the hawks getting on the offensive glass uh delon wright had one spectacular play where off of a second chance opportunity it found delon wright at the top of the key and he just went right down the middle of the paint for a big dunk um delon's right his size really gives him a lot of leeway, both on defense 
and attacking on offense. And I thought this was definitely his best game as a Hawk. He would finish the game at plus 11 in the plus minus uh, category, which was number two on the Hawks. And so JC and DeLon Wright had a lot to do with this uh, game that the Hawks won. This is a game that I think if the Hawks play this game last year, they might lose it on the road. First game of a three-game road trip, maybe already looking ahead to the Washington Wizards. The Pelicans came into this game one one and three, um, and the Hawks got off to a terrible start. Um, despite that terrible start, they were able to get right back into the game. But then they kind of took their first big lead in that third quarter, and, you know, the Pelicans didn't go away. They got some really strong shot-making kind of a really nice run by the Pelicans from Brandon Ingram and Devontae Graham and were able to get back into this. And it looked like, you know, with eight seconds to go, uh, Brandon Ingram shooting the ball as well as he did, this could be a game the Hawks let slip away and they could slip to two and two in the season, but they found a way to get the dub. Uh, they got a big win in New Orleans and it was huge to see them come out and really pull this, pull this win out in New Orleans. Uh, Trey finished the game with 31 points, seven assists. He did have three turnovers. He had five rebounds as well. He got an offensive board. Um, he was two of six from the three-point line. He got to the free throw line three times. There were none of the plays where it looks like he's baiting for a foul and gets caught in the air and has to bail out and, and throw the ball away. He didn't have any of those. But there certainly were a couple plays where Trey looked like he got fouled um, and he got no call. He, uh, Chris Kirshner of The Athletic asked him after the game um, how the new – uh, kind of emphasis from the officials is affecting him and what he thinks of the new uh, rule enforcement. And Trey just said, look, I have been able to score without free throws before. Scoring has never been an issue for me. And I also understand what the rules are. And I think that the officials are putting into play new, uh, new rules and a new emphasis on not falling for offensive players' tricks. But um, also, I think that they're not calling fouls that are fouls that are re- are true fouls on tr- on him on for true for Trey Young to get him to the free throw line, and um, you've seen it a couple times. I think in the last two games in particular, where Trey has been very vocal to the officials. Um, I think it was either at the end of a quarter or into a halftime of this game, and Trey went over and very um, demonstratively went to talk to a ref and, and ask about what was going on again. I don't, I think Trey's been a lot better at not just kind of looking for the foul calls and and trying to get to the free throw line that way. But um, the Hawks in general, they got to the free throw line actually a lot. They were 14 of 17 from the free throw line. They were a very good team at getting to the free throw line last year. And so it's good to see them kind of get back into that groove in this game against the Pelicans. Um, And Trey got there three times. Hunter was able to get two free throw attempts. Bogdan Bogdanovich got two free throw attempts. Clint Capella was one of two from the free throw line. Um, So kind of everybody up and down the roster has been able to get to the free throw line. But Trey has been very deliberate about like what's a foul, what is not a foul. And I think I'm getting fouled and and looking for those calls. So that's something to watch going forward. Obviously, it didn't really bother Trey too much in this game. He ended the game with 31 points, but... It's something that is definitely going to be something, as Hawks fans, we should be watching going forward. Um, DeAndre Hunter was solid, 13 points on 5 of 10 shooting. He hit his one three-pointer. Unfortunately, he had one shot where he drilled it, but he was standing on the the line, so it only counted for two. He ended the game with 13 points. 
two rebounds, one foul, one steal, one turnover, and the awesome defense on Brandon Ingram at the end of the game to really make that uh, game-winning shot really tough, and uh, ultimately Brandon would miss that. At the beginning of the game, I thought DeAndre was playing good defense, and Brandon Ingram with that huge body and high release was able to just make some really spectacular shots. But a solid game from DeAndre Hunter. Good to have him back from his non-COVID illness. Bogdan Bogdanovich is still trying to find his legs. He was 4 of 12 from the field, 2 of 6 on his three-pointers. He had a big three-pointer in the fourth quarter that tied the game. He was 2 of 2 from the free-throw line for 12 points. He had three rebounds, three assists, and one block. Finally, Clint Capella, teams are focusing so much on blocking the lob and not letting Clint Capella get in easy looks. He was just 2 of 8 from the field, had one free throw for 5 points. He had 12 rebounds, 5 of those offensive, an assist, a steal, and 3 blocks. Um, it was, it's good to see Capella continue to play well on defense despite his offense not being there. It's now 2 games in a row that he's only had single digits in the scoring and only two makes, which is uh, tough, but teams are really focusing on not letting Trey get that easy pass, and letting Trey, as you see in this game, get 31 points. Trey's really going to take that floater. If you give Trey Young that floater, he'll take the floater and not take the lob, and so finding that balance and seeing if teams shift the way they're defending that away from just taking Clint, Clint Copello away is something to watch going forward. Kevin Herter had a tough game, just one of eight from the field for two points, three rebounds and assist. Danilo Gallinari made his return. He was three of eight from the field, one of those a three-pointer um, for nine points. He had seven rebounds, two of them all, two of them offensive and a steal. Cam Reddish had his first down game of the year, 24 points, at least offensively, 24 points, just one of five from the field. His one make a three-pointer. He did have two free throws for five points. One rebound, two assists, and a steal. And then we talked about DeLon Wright earlier, just how good he was off the bench. So good job from the Hawks from both the first team and second team. For the Pelicans, they got a nice, huge performance from Brandon Ingram. 20 points on 8 of 21 shooting. He had eight rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. Jonas Valanciunas was the big man in the middle for the Pelicans. 16 points on 6 of 14 shooting, 15 rebounds, three assists, and a block. And then Devontae Graham came over from the Charlotte Hornets. He had 21 points, 8 of 17 from the field, 5 of 10 on his three-pointers. Incredible shooting from the diminutive guard. Um, five rebounds, six assists. He really did a lot to keep the Pelicans in this game and was a big portion of why the, the Pelicans had a big chance to win at the end. He was just some spectacular uh, playmaking, and his shooting from the three-point line was ridiculous. Again, I go back to that shot where... He had no business making a shot with as much time as he spent with the ball behind the the three-point line with the defender right in his face, but he was able to get get open, get a good look, and, and make it right at the end of the, the shot clock. So spectacular shot making from Devontae Graham. Uh, I just want to harp again. What a great performance from the Hawks to get a win. It was not the most beautiful or aesthetically pleasing game. The Hawks only had 21 assists to 10 or to 11 turnovers. They should be in that 25 to 30 assist range. I think sometimes the ball can get stuck. Even with Trey Young kind of playing as well as he did, I think he sometimes settles early in the clock for a long mid-ranger. Uh, he's spoken about how he wants to be 
way better in the mid range. He thinks that that's a big reason why the Suns were able to make the finals. Um, having CP3 really own the mid range, and Trey had some spectacular shots from the the mid range. In particular, in the fourth quarter, he had back to back possessions where he hit mid range shots, including one moon ball. He was able to shoot over, I think, Brandon Ingram, that went in pure swish uh, to put the Hawks up two possessions. But I think sometimes that shot's always going to be available to uh, Trey Young. He's never going to have to really work to get to that shot. And so letting the ball go around, find some of these other players before settling for that shot is something I like to see. Um, But you have to love the offensive rebounding. To get 21 offensive boards is ridiculous. Um, And to really own the glass as much as the Hawks did against a team that really can't rebound is what you want the Hawks to do every day of the week. The Hawks also... They, their bench didn't win this the battle of the benches in this game. The bench has been a big positive for the Hawks this, this year so far, but they were outscored by the New Orleans bench 28-25 to 25 and still got the win. Um, again, I think DeLon Wright was huge off the bench, and not he is not a big scorer, but a more of a facilitator, and to see him connecting with John Collins, it'll be something to monitor going forward if Nate McMillan continues to play JC with that second unit. There's a lot of people on – Hawks Twitter, who think that that's a place where JC can get a, a lot more run, kind of be the focus of the offense in that group. And uh, it worked to very fine um, results in that second quarter. So it's something I think Nate McMillan will at least have to consider going forward. But just big way to start a road trip. The Hawks now go to um, Washington, D.C. to play the Wizards. It'll be their second game of a back-to-back. The Wizards are also coming off of a game, so both teams are playing on the second night of a back-to-back. And then the Hawks go um, to Philadelphia. So this is a big win to start off the road trip. The Hawks are now 3-1 and one on the season. Go in, get a big win in New Orleans, and hopefully uh, carry some momentum into Washington, D.C. Uh, the Kettlecast will be there to talk to you after that game. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!